the second episode of Redemption, a podcast series to save deposit return systems. Today, we start our dive into the 10 essential practices laid out in A Guide to Modern Deposit Return Systems, 10 Essential Practices, which all of you can find at bottlebillreimagined.org. The 10 practices are grouped into three areas. First, regulations that lay the foundation to build a strong system. Second, standards that serve as a frame to run the system effectively. And third, operations that define the functions to maintain the system over time. The first essential practice under regulations is meaningful targets and penalties. Let's go right to the guide to see how this important practice is articulated. Meaningful targets and penalties drive performance and outcomes to make a modern deposit return system work. A minimum deposit of 10 cents and a redemption target of 90% stimulate consumer, producer, and government engagement and investment. Strong penalties and government enforcement are important so that producers view compliance as more cost-effective than non-compliance. Setting clear targets for DRS through legislation helps define common goals for producers, retailers, and regulators. Equally important, it's establishing adequate enforcement and meaningful penalties if targets are not met. Systems don't improve overnight. DRS legislation needs to be rigorous, but realistic. One jurisdiction that has got this mix just right is the Canadian province of Quebec. For practice one, I want to first talk with someone who has played a huge role in crafting and helping pass that deposit return system legislation. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Alexi Eisenberg, Director of France and Francophonie for Reloop International. Alexi, I'm eager to talk with you about the new legislation in Quebec that truly modernizes the deposit return system for this Canadian province. You've been working on this for several years. It's quite impressive to see the agreement that you've been able to achieve amongst all these different stakeholders. I know it took quite a bit of time. Um, so maybe we can start with the question of how has Quebec been able to set ambitious enough targets and strong enough penalties that everyone ultimately agreed to? What's the secret behind this successful initiative? So um, about the meaningful targets and penalties, Quebec was one of the most ambitious provinces in Canada and actually in North America. They already have a GRS deposits refund system since the 80s and the, the 90s. So it's 30 years of GRS in Quebec. And we were at a point where the performance was not continued to increase year by year around uh, 70% every year for the last 10 years. And it was time to uh, modernize the system and to give more ambition to the system of uh, the GRS in Quebec. So in order to do that, because we knew that the citizens were really confident uh, with DRS and uh, we got good materials, good quality materials and recyclers who ask for more materials to be ready to recycle uh, in Quebec. We wanted to yeah, build ambitious targets uh, and also have the penalties as a trigger to push producers to reach th these targets. So that's the balance between having high targets, like we can have 
uh, and we, we have benchmarked uh, Europe on targets. And we knew that in Europe, 90% uh, was reached by different countries like Germany or Sweden, or actually uh, more than 10 European countries already reached this target. And we knew that we have all the system, the return to retail, the gesture of return from citizens. So everywhere present to have ambitious targets and to set penalties to push producers. And when you talk about the performance having lagged, was that in your perspective, was the flagging performance a matter of the targets alone? Or, you know, was it targets and other mechanisms like the deposit and the uh, scope of included material? Yeah, so um, exactly. Uh, to modernize the system, it was also about to modernize what we want to include in this uh, DRS of the perimeter. So historically, it was based on soft drinks and beers because that's what the consumers uh, buy in the last 30 years. But uh, things have evolved. The, the products have evolved. The, the materials also have evolved. And uh, we wanted to be career aligned with uh, what people consume. So it was about not continue in this narrative to target what's the content, what kind of drink, but but more what kind of materials to have a, a simpler uh, system for cons consumers because consumers, they can distinguish plastic versus glass or aluminum, but it's hard for them to yeah, make the difference between PET and HDPE and so it was based on materials and all beverages uh, between 100 millimeters and two liters from all the type of materials. So it's easy. It's for also ready to, ready to drink beverages. So it's not soup. Uh, it's all the beverages you can just drink. And tell me about the trigger in the Quebec legislation or in general, maybe why is a trigger to increase a deposit if targets are not met? so important yeah so the aim to have this trigger about being able to increase the deposit based on the performance is also part of what we saw in oregon and uh, we have been inspired by what happened in oregon in 2018 i think and um, it was also important to to give the opportunity to uh, producers also to raise the deposit uh, based on the economic model, but based on the performance. And it was also, also important uh, as government perspective to have these rigors in the regulation, to be able to talk about it, to have it, this piece and say, okay, so this is in the next two years, you didn't reach the target, but we have this trigger. It's time to uh, use it. And in the regulation, producers who can't reach the target uh, actually have this kind of penalties and triggers. First of all, they will show a plan to explain how they will reach next year the target. And if they don't reach the target and the target are on collection, they are on recycling and they are on recycling at home, mainly locally in the province. And all these different targets have different penalties, but at the end it's about using the un unfound deposit. So the end deposit in the system to relocate this money to the system, at communication to the network of uh, return points, and also to use uh, maybe this trigger of raising the deposit. We often hear producers and others say, oh, well, 90% is great. We would love to reach 90%, but we don't want to put it in legislation, right? Let's start with 80. 
or let's have a maximum perhaps at 85. In the US at least, there's a real skittishness around 90%. So in your view, why is setting a 90% collection rate target so critical? Is it too high? The 90% target is a topic which is really important. First of all, it's feasible. It's what's happening today in Europe, what's going to happen in Quebec. And the thing is, what's the time frame? And yes, it's hard to go to 90% if you don't have the network, if you don't have the piece of regulation, and if you start from scratch, it's pretty hard to go there right away. But in a period of time, you can have a plan, and that's actually what Quebec did. It's not 90% in two years. You have different target every year till 90%, and it will take the time. It will take actually 10 years. And in these 10 years, there is a constant performance growing. And it's also an opportunity for producers, for uh, retailers, for the government to align also the system to be flexible to reach the, this target. But based on our benchmark and in Europe, based on what's happening in Quebec now, I think it's totally feasible. And it's really important to have this vision to go there because at the end, the vision to 90%, it's still saying that there is still 10% that you will miss and 10%, it's a lot of units. So actually the vision could be 100% and have penalties under 90%. But um, yeah, I think it's a standard, a global standard 90% on the beverage sectors and it should be the case worldwide. I'm really delighted to speak with our next guest, Mike Noel, who works for Tamra North America and has a very interesting perspective representing a business that has a lot of interest in modernized deposit return systems. Mike, I'm hoping you can help our listeners understand, does the private sector need a looser rein or do these governance measures just keep people following the rules? Where, where is that balance? Well, I guess the, the the two things that need to be in the legislation is a performance target, which should be around 85, 90%, which has been proven by several deposit systems in the world. Once that's in place, then that kind of answers many other questions. We can talk about individual requirements throughout the law, but that's kind of the one that, that matters and solves a lot of problems down the road as the program evolves. And the other one is that retailers of, of different sizes should take back how many containers and of what size are retailers. Of course, I think, and personally, I think a retailer of a very small size could potentially be exempt or exempt if they're nearby some other larger return location. Um, but without those two items, then the rest of the system can fall apart. So as long as those two are in legislation, then I think it's appropriate to leave much of the rest to the private sector to really solve how um, what's the best way to do, go about it. And there's, there's a, a few other things I could highlight, but those are the big ones. Yeah, no, that strikes me as the sort of must-haves, right? You need to set the bar appropriately high. You need to require take back so that the user can easily get their deposit back. The system doesn't operate like a tax. I think those two, Reloop would agree, are, are fundamental. I also know, and I, I think you share this view, that if you have a high collection target in place, you have to be able to, to track and verify 
the performance, right? It's not just that you have a performance expectation, but there has to be a system in place for verifying that the producers that are paying for the system and the other actors involved are really doing what they say they're doing. In other words, you have to have confidence that the number of containers brought in and the number of containers that were sold on the market are actually reliable numbers. Sure. First of all, we're talking about mandatory policies to manage beverage container waste. So I think the goal is to let's manage that the most effectively and comprehensively we can. If that's the goal, then it's clear that deposit return systems are are the best program for beverage containers. Thanks to all our listeners who are so committed to learning about modern deposit return systems and the environmental and economic benefits they bring to our communities. In this second episode of Redemption, we heard from Alexi Eisenberg on how Quebec's new legislation set meaningful targets to modernize its DRS and the trigger mechanism in place to raise deposits if those redemption targets are not met. Mike Noel also explained how making sure the initial collection target is set high enough at the beginning at 90%, which helps solve a lot of problems down the road as the program evolves. We hope this discussion has been helpful and that you'll join us for our third episode next week when we'll get into the second essential practice for a modern DRS, point of return requirements. In the meantime, don't forget to visit BottleBillReimagined.org to download the guide or subscribe to our newsletter, Bottle Bill Common Ground. You can also leave a review on Redemption wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember, working together from a common ground of knowledge about these 10 essential practices for a modern deposit return system, we can move good bottle bills forward. Bottle Bill Common Ground.